Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Diversity in Fellowship. We're glad that you have uh, joined with us today to listen in. Uh, in our last episode on black on black crime, we we talked about the hesitancy of those in the black community to cooperate with the police, uh, really for fear of being labeled a snitch. Uh, and so it was like you're betraying the community. You know, you're betraying your own people. Yeah. Uh, along the same line. There are those from most ethnicities who are, so not just minority or whatever, but minority, majority, all, all the different, who are hesitant to do the work of reconciliation, get involved in work of reconciliation for fear of being labeled uh, a traitor to their race. Uh, they would look like, hey, whatever, you know, what you're doing is wrong. You're, you're, you're actually being a traitor to your people. So like the snitch label... Um, but there are other labels that are used. Yeah. So, Kenny, what what are what are some examples of this? So, in in the black community, like if you appear to be catering to the majority culture, or if you're being openly critical of the black community, uh, people in in the black community they can label you as uh, Uncle Tom, mm-hmm. which has uh, historically been the word used, or sellout, or seem like recently. Uh, the label coon hmm. um, has been brought up, um, which was a derogatory term that white people used towards black right. people yeah, right. in the early 20th century. And But now it seems like black people are calling one another coons. Wherever they feel like you are betraying uh, the black community. Hmm. Um, also in the, in the white community, kind of historically and probably even... Uh, some now is that if if somebody in the white community marries somebody in the black community or if they appear to be uh, cooperating or trying to help mm-hmm. the black community, they can be called inward lovers. Yep. Right. And right. Use this derogatory term and say that you love them mm-hmm. uh, if you appear to be uh, connected to them in any sort of way. Right. Uh, more recently, though. Right. Uh, we talked about this a little bit is that uh, in other episodes is that, you know, white people can be labeled as woke or pro CRT. They can be labeled as progressives, even though they can be pretty much conservative. Right. They can be labeled as Marxist if they're uh, viewed as working on racial reconciliation or other justice issues. Right. And things like that. So, um, brother, there are some like biblical examples of what right. a, a race traitor would would be. Right, yeah. So, I mean, you have uh, the situation in Matthew uh, where you have Zacchaeus who uh, would have been Jewish, and yet he was considered a traitor um, because he was a tax collector. Right. right? This evil, he worked with the enemy, he worked with the Romans, you know. He And so there was this kind of, I mean, (laughs) some of it was just financial, right? The tax collectors were taking money from them, and so there was a frustration in that. Yeah. But, But some of it was... Hey, you, <laughs> you're working for the wrong folks, right? right. You, you should be working for us. Yes. You're actually stealing from us, stealing from your own community, and then giving it to the enemy. You right. Know? And so there very much was kind of a negative um, uh, negative connotation there uh, because of that. What else would you say there maybe is another 
maybe another biblical example so of this. You, you see in Galatians 2 where where Peter, at first he's eating with the Gentiles, right? Right. And then when uh, Jews from James come, Jews from Jerusalem, they come and, and, mm-hmm. and to where Peter is, he, he stops eating with the Gentiles and starts eating with the Jews. And, and, and Paul says because Peter was doing it, Barnabas decides to do it, right? Right. And so, what's your shocking? Fear, it is Barnabas I mean, is Barnabas is kind of this everywhere else <laughs> right. in the text. He's like the positive guy. Yes. you know he everything's good. Barnabas is not even his dude's real name. He gets this name because he's an incur- he, an he's encouragement, right? right? Yes, yes. Mm. But I mean, you see that fear, mm. like, and, and Paul makes it clear for fear of the Jews. This is what Peter did. Mm-hmm. He, he's so fearful of being uh, labeled as uh, a sellout, you right. know, yep. to, to his people that he um, kind of rejects. He, mm-hmm. uh, like, I'm no longer going to do this work of reconciliation. Like, I'm not right. going to sit with the Gentiles anymore. I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to sit with the Jews. And, and Paul rebukes him for that. Right. And so you, you have these uh, biblical examples of that, probably some more in, in the Bible where... You, you know, I mean, you could even say, I mean, that's in some sense what the Pharisees used against Jesus. Oh, yeah, right. And they were trying to get Jews to not believe that he was the Messiah. Yeah. You know, and so... They would talk about all that. Well, he doesn't believe this, or he's not teaching this, or he is teaching this, or he's not—he's right. not really being a faithful Jew, right? Yes. Um, and so I think they even used that kind of uh, fear. Uh, I mean, I think about the blind man was healed, and his parents didn't even acknowledge <laughs> right. that it was Jesus because yeah. they were afraid they were going to get kicked out of the temple. Right. And so there was this fear of, if, yeah, you know, if you embrace Jesus, you're you're not being a faithful not being a good Jew, Jew, you know. Right. And so yeah, sell out. Mm, yeah. All right, so what else would you say? I mean, what are any other examples that you would add as far as yeah, you know, examples? We can probably a lot of different examples depending on what community you belong to. But, the you know, the general idea is that no matter what ethnic group you belong to is that you don't say or do anything that might make others view your ethnicity negatively. Right. Right. You don't do mm. anything that would hurt your own people. Hmm. I mean, it's almost like a, you know, sad to say, like a mafia type deal. You know, you don't do anything hmm. against the family, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. Don't do anything against the family. So you, Kenny, I'm a Christian pastor. I don't really know anything about the mafia. You don't. You and never so, watched any uh, mafia movies? Well, TV nah, shows, right? Have. Yeah, I probably have yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah so. you know, we all, we've all. Especially men, right? We've dabbled yes. a little bit in yes. Godfather type I've stuff. I've probably Scarface. watched some of the Godfather stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Anyway, so brother, you know, we, we're talking about you know whether whether or not people are reconcilers, whether they're race traders. Like, what does any of this have to do with diversity and fellowship? Yeah, I think for us, a big one is it's going to make minorities in particular uh, be very reluctant to attend majority churches. Yes. Um, and I've, I've told you in the past, even uh, at, at Trinity, before we before we merged, right? Uh, when we were trying to do Church in the Park and kind of do some, some work in the West End, um, I actually had uh, someone tell me that they had been called, the, you know, they had been, I don't know exactly what term they had been, right? or if they, you know, a particular label, but they had been kind of given a hard time because they had visited our church. Yeah. They had kind of come over and visited the church. And so I was like, really? You know, I mean, that was that was kind of a surprise to me. And, uh, and then they kind of went on to explain kind of what the situation was. But it very much was, uh, hey, you're kind of selling out. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to this 
this church on the other side of town, and you know it's a white church, and so why would you be going to the white church? You right, know? you're hurting uh, the black church by not attending the black church. That's like right. You're, you're giving your offering, you're giving your mm-hmm. your presence, you're serving. Yeah, you know, with right. this white church, you could be doing that in a black church. Right, and so if if you have people who are reluctant to attend a church uh, with people that are different than them, then mm-hmm. you're not going to have any diversity in fellowship. Right. If, if that fear is there. I will also say, you know, when, when it comes to diversity and fellowship, it makes people less less likely to be critical of people in their ethnic group, mm. um, even if the criticism is legitimate because mm-hmm. they would have fear of being labeled a traitor. Right. So it it kind of, you know, stifles honesty. Right. right. It stifles yeah. truth. Right. Because you're not you're not willing to call things as they are mm-hmm. like you're you're going to try to justify some things or you're not going to say anything at all because mm-hmm. you fear being labeled a traitor. Yeah. And I know there's there's many I know many minorities, many people in the black community who are who, who look at white people and say, you know, all these things are happening. These injustices are happening. Why are you not saying anything? Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> we can fall in that same trap because of right. fear, fear of being labeled a traitor. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not saying that those are equal at all, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying that mm-hmm. you can kind of understand why somebody might be hesitant to say something when that that, um, you know, that label is going to come. Right. Right. You know, that label is going to come. So what else, brother? Well, I th- let me add something to that. Yeah. I, I think. That may be a little different for the majority culture, right? Um, because, like, I and I don't know. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm speaking from my experience. But for me, like, I want to call out, yeah, majority culture faults, right? M- maybe even sometimes too strongly, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like that is horrible, you uh-huh. know? Like what you're doing is terrible, and you need to, you know, it's. I mean, what you're doing is borderline racist, you know? Right. And so, I'm. I'm probably more, it almost makes me more quick to want to call out. Yeah. But some of that might be because, you know, it, the, um, I don't, I, I think, I don't know. I just think the dynamic of that is a bit different. Well, I, I think, well, in, in your experience, right, you know, you have son, you have sons right. who are one yes. who's biracial, one who's African American, right. you, just have a sense of justice, <laughs> right? Right. I hope. And so, <laughs> and so you're going to be more. I mean, you're more invested. You're more yeah. invested that, into that's a good, good way to say into it, yeah. what's going on. And I, I, I do think though there is there is a um, kind of a difference in some. There's a greater cost for someone in the minority, yes, to speak against their mm, own culture. That's a good way than to it say is it. for the majority. Yeah, uh, I'd say it's still hard for both of them, but it's definitely a greater cost than doing it when you're in the minority community. Yeah, that's um, good. I would definitely say also, you know, diversity and fellowship is going to be infected because you're going to be unwilling to work with the police. Yeah, police officers are you're mm-hmm. going to be um, unwilling to become a police officer. Right, and. Let's think through this a little bit, and I'm going to speak personally in regards to this, because there are some constructive ways that people in the minority can work with the police, and we talked about a little of this last week. Yeah. But um, when we think about justice issues, like we're called to do justice, 
And a lot of our justice issues involve the police officers. Right. And so if nobody's working with the police officers or nobody wants to become a police officer in the black community, then mm-hmm. how are we going to work? <laughs> how are we going to work for justice? Right. Yeah. How are they going to have any other voices um, but their own? Mm-hmm. And so me, um, I'm a, we talked about this. I'm a chaplain for the police officers. Right. For, for the Department of Public Safety here in, in our in our town. And so. um that can be viewed as me being a sellout right. in the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm kind of thick-skinned, and, and I, I really don't care what people think too much, but if if we don't take those opportunities to, to serve the community mm-hmm. or, or to interact with um, people we may disagree with, mm-hmm. then how are we, how are we gonna have diversity and fellowship, right? right? Yep. How, are we, how are we gonna do that? And mm-hmm. so, um, we just have to be uh, mindful that when we are when we are throwing these labels around, it's going to make people unwilling to to work for some solutions to some of the problems that we yeah. have. I, and I think I mean, I think to some degree, maybe that's that's something that was some the kind of the stigma placed upon a black individual becoming a, uh, a cop or a police officer. Yes, that was a little bit new to me. I, I don't know that I'm. I realize right. that, you know, but, but now I see it, you know, and talking with the chief and talking with you and talking with, you know, other folks. And like, I realize that's definitely there, you yes. know, and, and it's, man, it's problematic. It is. Because, you know, you've got the chief and you've got others who are saying, hey, let's, let's work on this. Let's be more um, mindful of what's happening in some of these different communities. You have somebody coming out of the community. We want to make them less to be a police officer. Right. But then it's like, they're they're going to be labeled right. right they're going to be outcast and they're going to yeah. be a sellout you know and it's like man that is hard that is that's difficult you know yeah. to try to figure out okay how do we how do we overcome that so right um i think for people in the majority um i think some of them particularly now right now uh they are less likely to become allies against injustice they they're less likely to really do anything yeah because they're they're afraid of being labeled as woke mm-hmm. or being accused of virtue signaling, signaling yeah. or yeah, being a Marxist or being, you know, uh, progressive. I right. Mean, if, you're, if you're talking about kind of Christian camps or whatever, um, I think that is a real, 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 real threat right now. Yes. And I think some people are like, you know what? I, I probably need to be doing more with racial reconciliation or fighting for diversity and fellowship. But I, those those waters are too bloody right now. Right, there's, there's right. too much going on, and the and then so I'm just gonna kind of I'm gonna stay over here on the beach where it's safe. You know, yes. like I'm not I'm not gonna get involved in that fight, and I think that's really unfortunate. I mean, that's um, yeah, really helpful. So what what else, man? What else would you add? To yeah, that? I would just say if we are if we're not intentional about forming these interracial relationships because we fear the intraracial insults. Right. Then I mean, there's really no shot at diversity and fellowship, right? Right. We we are we're only going to have true unity, true diver- true diversity and fellowship if we have relationships that are built on Christ, right? That's right. And if we allow those those different fears to to come in and kind of stifle what we're trying to do in in forming these relationships, then uh, we, there's really no hope. So I. I I mean, that's how it really affects diversity and fellowship. No matter which different avenue that we're we're trying to work in, uh, these insults can can get in the way of us um, fighting for unity. Yeah. So um, 
Brother, how should we respond to these different accusations of, of being a race traitor? How should we yeah. respond to these insults? Uh, first, I, I mean, I think I think one thing we can do is just simply appreciate the sacrifice of those who are fighting for justice and diversity and fellowship. Yeah. We need to appreciate that. Yes. Um, you know, there, there needs to be an appreciation for uh, those in the majority culture who kind of died, or not kind of, I mean... Yeah, actually you, you, died. You can't actually kind of die. So right. who actually died fighting for justice, I mean, during the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. I mean, there were those who, who gave their lives for that battle, for right. that fight, you know? Uh, or you think about, um, you know, minorities who do stick it out in white churches. Yes. Even though everybody in the, you know, their neighbors, their, probably some of their family are giving them a hard time, giving them grief. Um, and yet they're like, you know what, this is where the Lord's called me to be, and, and I'm learning here, and I'm growing here, and so I want to do that. Um, or you, you could think about maybe uh, majority members who uh, move into minority neighborhoods. Yeah. You know, they're like, hey, I want to I live, live uh, somewhere. I want to live um, in that kind of a situation. And so I, I think... I think there needs to be, you know, just an appreciation for uh, the sacrifice, the things that, that people, and obviously those levels of sacrifice are, are different. Right? right. I mean, some folks, especially when you start talking about people literally giving their lives, you know, versus. Right. But these other things are still hard. I mean, they're, yeah, they're hard. They're, still, they're counting the cost and they're facing some, some difficult, some difficulties because of that. And so I think I think we need to appreciate that, appreciate what's happening. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different examples that we can point out of, of people who are um, just really just pressing forward, right? Uh, despite all those different labels, or or despite even knowing that I'm going to endure physical harm because yeah. I'm taking up this this cause of justice, or I'm taking up mm-hmm. uh, this being intentional about. Uh, diversity and fellowship and and we we do i mean no matter what race you are we do need to um, appreciate those folks i mean i i really do admire um just so many um people of different ethnicities who join with mlk mm-hmm. um, during the civil rights movement after they you know witnessed the 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 horrible bloody sunday you know right. when they was trying to walk across the bridge and Right. And marched to uh, Montgomery, and they was like, "Hey, we can't stand for this, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to join with them." And I mean, honestly, the racists—they saw that and were like, "We hate you all more than we hate them." <laughs> you know, hate the black people because yeah, that's right. You're actually a traitor. Yeah. And so a lot of them, you know, a lot of people died trying to get you know black people registered to vote and in mm. different things. And so I mean, we we should be able to a- admire that, and we should be able to, like, I'm thinking about. You know, you're a black person in a in a multi ethnic church that still may be a majority majority white. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you, you know, the, the white members really need to come and support the black members. Yeah, because I mean, you're you're <laughs> you're you are gonna take some shots, right? Yeah, and, and they just really need to come alongside them and and appreciate, like, appreciate that they're willing to to make that sacrifice to. Mm-hmm. Um, to fight for diversity and fellowship, right? Right. Um, I'm going to say there are times, you know, another way we respond to this is that we, we have to acknowledge that there are times when people of different ethnicity who belong to a certain ethnic group, they are working against their their ethnic group, right? They are That's legitimately right. they are, working yes. against their yes. their ethnic group, whether they, they, they are a tool in other people's hands, 
and it can make that group upset to see one of their own um, really working against them. But I would say, if even if that's true, um, people who are followers of Christ should not be making derogatory insults yeah. of others. That's right, man. Like, <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, like, just you need to remove those words from your vocabulary. Call right. somebody an Uncle Tom or Coon or yeah. uh, N-word lover or any yeah, of man, those yeah. things. It's just mm-hmm. not cool for, for people who are followers. It's sinful. I mean, yeah. this is blatantly sinful for for us to be calling people by those names yeah. because we're called to love our enemies. We're yeah. called to love our enemies. Now we can lovingly rebuke people. We sure. can hold people accountable uh, for working against our, our ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. Right. We can, we yeah. can, we can make that plain to them without the insults. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're one of those people who, who like to throw out those words and, like that that should not be the case yeah. for those who who have um trusted in Jesus for their salvation so yeah something i would add there and this may be going too far but you know here we'll, we'll do it <laughs> so like i don't like like people who are like right now in the majority culture attacking other members of the majority culture and and not just the majority culture i mean they're really attacking uh, others in the minority culture as well, but right. with kind of the woke label oh, and the and the progressive label, whatever. Like I wish they saw that as like what you're saying is basically Uncle Tom, yeah, or yeah. a sellout, or right. uh, I mean, because I think those those labels feel yeah like ugly to us, you right? Know? Like I don't want to call them, I don't, and, or like I mean, I mean, see it like as coon, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think most people are like, well, that's not what that, you know. Yes. But you need to understand that labels are just that. Like, they're they're labels. Right. And they're loaded. Very much And they're so. almost always derogatory. Yes. You know. And, um, and normally, they're completely unhelpful. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I don't, I, it, it really, it really does bother me that. Christians resort to this, and, yeah. I, and I'm sure there's probably examples where I've I've made that mistake, and you know, and um and so I I think it's important for us to say, you know what, maybe maybe you need to drop all the labels, you know, drop and, them, uh, just not use that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's different to say, you know, are you reformed in your theology, or is that, like <laughs> like that's a label that right, you know, or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I can I can I can understand some of those kinds of things, uh, but but honestly, even that can be. Over, yeah. overly simplistic yes. you know people start getting mad and they're like well you believe this and I'm like no I don't right <laughs> that's not what I actually believe you know yeah. <laughs> and and I, th- I think that's happening now with yeah. these labels absolutely you know and it's really 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 breaking down um well I'll tell you what it's doing it's ending conversations before they even begin that's it right there right it's it's ending those conversations before they begin and if you allow me to explain <laughs> right what I'm trying to do, maybe you'll agree with me instead of just throwing out this label right. that I'm woke or pro CRT or anything like that. You know, just going back to a personal story with um, being a chaplain. Yeah. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think I did a video or something on on nine eleven. You know, just um, commemorating it mm-hmm. and, as right. and and it was like my nephew. Hmm. posted something or something like that and i was like let me explain you know (laughs) let me explain to you why it's important for me to have this role like people need to see us working 
Like, how, how are you going to come up with any solutions on the relations between the black community and the police if nobody is engaging them? Right. <laughs> right. If there gonna, is no conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. Or or how how is it going to look if all the chaplains are white mm-hmm. and you have an incident in the black community? Right. Right. Y'all going to be criticizing the police then for, <laughs> for not having any representation. Right. And so it's like, OK, now because we're able to have this conversation because I know him and because he loves me, I love him, but you know, right. we ha- we're able to go past the label mm-hmm. and we're able to have a conversation. He, he's maybe able to see it differently. Right. And and that's what we need. We need to stop throwing out these labels and be able to like have conversations so that we can have better understanding. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, finally, I think, I think the only other thing I would add, uh, I mean, since, you know, fighting for unity in the body of Christ is uh, the Lord's will. I mean, that's what he wants. John 17, Ephesians 4, other places we've talked. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we can consider ourselves blessed and rejoice. Yes. E- even, even when uh, people insult us in this way. Yes. Now, I, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's easy. No. I mean, nobody wants to be called an Uncle Tom or, uh, you know, a traitor or, good grief, a coon, right? What a right. Ter- what terrible language, you know. But people don't want to be called that. But I, I do think we can at least say to some degree, you know, um, I'm not going to quit the battle right. because I'm getting labeled that. Or, yes. I'm, you know, I'm not— I'm I'm going to keep fighting, and and there is a sense in which that's you know persecution, that's um, suffering, that's difficulty, that's hardship. Yes. And and yet that's 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 not a reason to stop, right? I'm going to I'm going to keep working through this and keep keep battling here. So. Amen. Anything you would add there, brother? No, man. I think I think that is great. Is that we continue to fight, knowing that we are going to endure that's right. insult. It's promised. Persecu- it's promised to us, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 the Lord Jesus has told us how we should respond. Yeah. We consider ourselves blessed. That's Rejoice. Right. Amen. I mean, because he was insulted as well. When he, I mean, Jesus eating with sinners and tax collectors. Yeah. He's insulted, right? Right. Je- Jesus yeah. is dealing with um, people uh, of, of low repute. He's yeah. insulted, right? Right. And he's, dealing with gentiles and others uh, talking yeah. to the woman at the well even his disciples right. looking at him like yeah. hey what you doing man yeah. <laughs> right and so uh we share in his insults whenever we are working doing his will that's right um and being intentional about fighting for unity yeah and i mean the pharisees calling jesus a glutton right you're a gl- i mean <laughs> right a glutton and or yeah, or yeah his, i mean his, his disciples saying hey we don't we don't talk to samaritans no we that's, don't do this that. is not what we do right and and yet Jesus, you know, continuing to be faithful, continuing to be I mean, obviously he was perfect, you know, but yes. but but doing that in the face of that, I, I think um those stories in, in uh the truth of what of how Jesus lived can encourage us when we're facing those types of things. Right? Amen. So Amen. Cool. So we do have a diversity and fellowship resource. I'm just gonna give a disclaimer. I don't necessarily agree with the conclusion of this article. Mm. I absolutely don't agree with the conclusion of this article. But what this article will do is give some sort of framework of what we're talking about. Okay. And so the name of the article is What Should Black Folk Do With the Word Coon? Mm. And so just read read that article and kind of get some sort of framework of what we're talking about. Yeah. And and see why people are are using these derogatory yeah. terms against folks of their own. We can try uh, to get ethnicity. a link. Can we get a link to that? We'll get a link in to the, it in the uh, yeah, podcast notes. notes. Yeah. All right, brother. So crazy question. Yes. Crazy question for the day is: What was the strangest time that you were insulted 
by people in your own race. Yes, yes. So, uh, confession again. It feels like my answers to the crazy question always begin with a confession. <laughs> yes. Just, anyway, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what the crazy questions are right. for. Right. Just so right can, it's therapeutic. It's for us to get, get stuff off our chest. Get to know us. Okay. <laughs> right. So when I was in high school, and, and particularly like maybe seventh, eighth grade, ninth yes. grade, tenth grade, I uh, wore really, really, really baggy pants. <laughs> Right, I mean, like, like I was probably a twenty-seven in the waist, twenty-eight in the waist, you know, and I was wearing thirty-sixes. Oh my goodness! I mean, like the belt was ha- holding them on. That's right, the only reason why they didn't fall right. down, you know. I wore really baggy clothes. I mean, just baggy, baggy clothes. Yes, you know. I, I mean, but that was like I, I liked rap music. That's what, that's what MC Hammer wore. Right, because right. he right. was. The, you, you, I'm, I'm, uh, I could tell when I just said MC Hammer. Your opinion of me just really, I know, just really did. The parachute right? pants, man. You Hammer can't. was not cool. <laughs> not the parachute pants. No. no. Um, so anyway, like I remember at time, one time being at school and like hearing somebody, hearing some some white guys, uh, call me wigger. Wow. Yeah. Man. Right? And so, I mean, I was like, well, I, yeah, I just, <laughs> this is my pants. I like man. the style, man. Right? Like I just like right. saggy pants. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that was one of those times where I thought, wow. I mean, there is a, there is, there is kind of this harsh attitude towards doing anything that you think the other race does. Or right. Whatever. Like uh, I'm so. supporting this other race's style, even, and right. I'm going to call <laughs> call you this name. Right. I, I guess it's crazy how people get creative with yes, insults. Like yes. use that creativity for mm. something good. Right. <laughs> It's crazy. So what about you, brother? When was a time when somebody from your own race kind of mocked you? Yeah, the strangest time for me, uh, I'm in senior year, high school, end of yes. the year. They have this awards assembly in the field house where people mm-hmm. play basketball. And uh, they're calling out different scholarships that people have won. And, yes. And they were right. calling these out individually. So I'm racking up, man. Yes. I mean, I've, I'm winning like. Scholarship because at the scholarship. Kenny was up, a nerd. I was, was a nerd, man. He was a yeah. nerd making the big grades. I didn't grade, mess around. Grades. I filled out for scholarships that I had no business <laughs> even filling out for. Like I got some farming scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny promised, like, "Are right. you going to be a farmer, future right. farmer?" Sure. Yeah, yeah sure go I ahead, am. man. I'll, I'll fill it out scholarships. But I'm winning all these scholarships, and I'm getting up and I'm receiving the yes. papers and whatnot. Yes. And and somebody yells, some some black person yells, "White boy." <laughs> And starts cracking up laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not the this is the strangest thing somebody could say at this time. Like, this is an insult. Right. But I got all these scholarships. They're trying to insult you for all the money <laughs> right. that you've just made. I just got all this money. Right. <laughs> you uh, gonna call me a white white boy for being successful? What? Yes. <laughs> for, know, for being it's really odd. Yeah. It's so 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 odd. But yeah, that was oh, very man. strange <laughs> to be called man. a white yeah. boy. Yeah. While I'm winning all this scholarship money. Kenny's like, bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, hey, bring it I'll on. be white all you want me to. That's right. Bring it on. My schooling. I'm getting the money. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening to us this week. Uh, guys, hope that was encouraging, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.